everyone, and welcome to episode 544 of Aussie Tech Heads, 27th of July 2017. How he's doing? It is uh, brought to you by au, as you would have heard uh, on the little ad that I've done before the show. So he's um, fast-forwarding through that yet, yeah, I bet you are. Uh, also, don't forget you can join us on Facebook, and please like us at uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads and youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. And uh, don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio. If you need instructions on what to do, it's pretty simple. Go to the AussieTechRadio.com or you can just download the TuneIn Radio app uh, on any platform just about and uh, search for Aussie Tech Radio. You can search for Aussie Tech Heads there as well if you want to listen to the podcast from that platform or you can listen to the podcast on Spotify. Uh, give us a tweet at uh, Aussie Tech Heads or at Glenn Goodman and Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft, Old Fuck Geeks, Aussie Tech Security are other shows on the network. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's two particular shows there that need a, a new episode pretty soon, but we'll uh, we'll get on to that. I am joined tonight or uh, well, this week by Jace. Now, Jace won't be doing much talking this week. It's going to be a pretty quick show, I think. He's uh, he, he's feeling a bit... Are you feeling poorly, Jace, or just a coffee cough? Got the dreaded lurgy, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, that's no good at all. But yeah, so- I ended up, I uh, had to take my daughter to hospital the other morning at two in the morning because she was sick as well. I've been sick since Saturday and she got it really hit her hard on Tuesday morning. Mm. And um, I got checked up there and I was vomiting while I was there and stuff. So, Oh, dear. That is that is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, can you keep that in uh, New South Wales, please? We don't want No that. worries. <laughs> Glad to help out. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, uh, I, I just I went to Sydney just uh, last weekend. I just went down for a, a seminar, a managed services uh, seminar down in Sydney. How'd that go? Yeah, well, yeah, it was quite good. It was just about uh, what it's all about, how to how to grow it as a business and so forth. And uh, yeah, it looks p- pretty good. I want to try and implement a, a couple of things and uh, yeah, offer some of those managed services. So what that is is that I can say I'll put a little bit of software on your computer. And it will talk back to my software, and I can tell if you haven't ran your antivirus or your backups or whatever. If there's a problem with the PC, if the disk is running out of space, if it's uh, if Smart's reporting an error, and just loads of other stuff. Uh, so it's all about being more proactive rather than reactive. Uh, so that's what it's all about. So uh, I'm going to align that with the web hosting. So it's in the same sort of field, I think. So um, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, sounds cool. Yes, yeah. So I went down on the flew down. I'll tell you, it's it is getting a bit cheap cheaper these days to fly. I think the plane it was about a hundred dollars each way, which no. you can't. Yeah, you can't really say no to that, can you? Like that's Not pretty you good. You can write it off. No, well that, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, yeah, stayed down there. Uh, went and saw Michael from the Aussie Max Zone, and stayed at there. How he's out at Penrith Way. And look, to be honest, I thought it was a bit colder on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> in the mornings, you know, like I've, yeah, I was colder up here when I come back home. But anyway, that's just how it goes. Um, glad to be back, though. Oh yeah, always glad to be back. You know, I just it's just when you go away. Like it was only really for one day that I was there, right? Well, for purposely for for one whole day, and uh, yeah. you know, you sort of start travelling on the Sunday, and you finish travelling Tuesday night, and yeah, you know, you always you know nothing better than your own bed, is there? Exactly. So, yeah, and uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, look, let's start off with a story about Microsoft Paint. Now, we all did we all like and love Microsoft Paint? I know I've used it. I bet it was you... okay, but I prefer Paint.net. Oh, okay, but that, but you would have used Paint. 
obviously you would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, especially when doing troubleshooting on computers, you need to take a screenshot of something and then email that's it right. somewhere or something like that. It's very handy. That's right. That's what we had to do in the old days, wasn't it? Because there was no, you'd paste it from the clipboard to paint because there's nowhere else to paste it to. Yep. So, um, yeah, but uh, surprisingly, paint is 32 years old. So um, it, it's been hanging around for a while. But what, what the story's all about is Microsoft is uh, going to ditch it from its Windows 10 updates. <gasps> uh, I know. And so the, the world nearly collapsed because it, uh, we all thought, as, it first, as, the, as this story always, you know, was emerging, it was thought that paint had been killed off. But uh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> it just won't be part of Windows anymore. You'll have to download it separately. But that's okay. I can handle that. I've got a little picture of a paint somewhere. But instead you get Paint 3D, which does same sort of stuff plus 3D stuff. Yeah, so that's all good. That's new and improved. Uh, paint was micro in Microsoft Windows 1. So that's, that's what makes it 32 years old. Look, I, I don't even remember Windows 1. Uh, no, I'm not even 32 years old myself, so how could I remember that? Well, there you go. <laughs> but look, Windows 1, I, I remember Windows 2.0, 2.1, Windows 3, I think. Was there a Windows 3? 2.11, yep. Windows 3, and then it went to like 95. No, 3, 3.1, 3.11 was work groups. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That added in internetting and networking. Yeah, that's that's right, but yeah. So um, yeah. So what else have we got here? It says that was launched in 1985. Oh, uh, Windows One program. The company launched in 1985, and it's been a staple of the system for years. So Paint allows users to dream of being the digital Leonardo. Oh, blah blah blah. You know, um, Outlook Express and Reader are two of the other items that Microsoft is removing from the software update. I'm not sure that I know what Reader is. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to punch that in and have a look. The company's mail app has been uh, essentially replaced by Outlook, uh, has re has replaced Outlook Express. I'm not a fan of the mail app. Uh, I don't know if you've used it, Jace, but I think it's wrong. I can't. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's improved uh, it, like recently, but uh, I try, I've, been, I've tried to use it in the past when Windows 10 first sort of arrived and it, I just it just wouldn't work. I just couldn't get the it. The only reader I've got that came with the computer is reads um, PDF files and stuff like that. Well, that must be what it is. Yeah. But anyway, so the readers. I use Foxit much better. Yes, yes, I'm a Foxit fan. Uh, that is, it's nice and light, isn't it? And you get the PDF printer as well. So and you don't get an Adobe update every five minutes saying. Somebody found another way to hack it. Somebody found another way to hack it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Adobe. Uh, when Adobe acquired Flash in 2005, what's this? Oh, I think I've gone into another story. <laughs> <laughs> what's happened there? I must have pasted. I've pasted into the wrong place. Well done, son. Oh yeah, thanks. But uh, I'll, uh, we'll, I'll we'll go on to that one because that's what else is coming. That to was me. our Adobe segue. We we're talking about Adobe Reader, and now that's right, Adobe Flash. That's right. Quick as a flash, uh, we're on to Flash. Now, Adobe acquired Flash in 2005 when it purchased Macromedia. I think Macromedia sort of come to the fore and well known for Dreamweaver, I think, wasn't it? That was its probably one of its best. Yep, and Shockwave and Flash. In, yeah, Cold one of my friends worked there, and um, at the time they were doing these little mobile Flash things that weren't very good for like um, 
Motorola A1000 and the device that I had and a couple others and the flash was really clunky and slow and bloated. Nobody ever used it, mm. which is one of the reasons why Steve Jobs said he'll never have flash on the iPhone because it slows down the device and crashes it and people complain about that happening on the Mac when it's not the Mac's fault. And um, the friend of mine who worked there at Macromedia was, or, was saying, you know, we have to make this mobile is the future. This is going to be huge. And they're all like, no, no, no. Desktop is where it's at. Don't just give them the crappy version on the mobile and uh, everyone will stick to desktop because it's the best. And then suddenly iPhone took off mm. and uh, what happened to flash? Dead. Well, dead. it's it's dead now. It will be dead yeah. pretty soon, completely. Uh, it was in late 2010 when Steve Jobs uh, criticised Flash's reliability. Yeah. Uh, other technologies have since overtaken. HTML5 has emerged as an alternative. Uh, and in, even so, in the past year, several web browsers have begun to require users to enable Flash before running it. So, like, even, I think, Chrome, if you go to a site where it's got a bit of Flash on it, it just won't show the Flash content and let you got to go up the top and you know click on the button and it says run flash on this page or something yeah and, kind uh, of like java because they're so riddled with security problems yeah so that, that's uh yeah i think it says that we're adobe along with adobe along with partners apple microsoft alphabet google facebook mozilla said support for Flash will ramp down across the internet in phases over the next three years. And after 2020, Adobe will stop releasing updates for Flash and web browsers will no longer support it. The companies nobody are... cared. No, well, I don't really care. I think it's a bit of a hog anyway. I think there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of things out there that'll need to redo what they're doing because uh, they're all Flash-based. All those web pages that have a Flash starter screen or... Are written in Flash, which a lot of people didn't use because if it was if your website wasn't able to be indexed by Google, then it didn't exist, and Flash can't be indexed by Google, so therefore a lot of people refused to use it on their sites. But other people were like, oh no, let's make our whole site hmm. in Flash, and Google's like, well, here's a link to the front page. It says it's a restaurant. I can't tell you much else because you'll Is have to Flash? load it. There's no keywords. There's no links to go from. Good hmm. luck. Yeah, so it was on, back in the early days, 2005, it was on 98% of PCs. Uh, and that it were ran connected. those banner ads lovely, didn't it? Oh, it did, yes. That's <laughs> about all it was good for. Yes. Banner ads and games. Yes, yes. That's right, there's some Flash games as well. You uh, remember the um, Abominable Snowman one where it had a pen penguin would drop down a mountain, you had to hit it with a bat and it'd go flying across... You had to oh, see how far you could hit the penguin. Oh, vaguely. Yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, vaguely remember that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. We had it going all throughout the office and everybody was trying to get a better amount and then somebody would hack the um, Adobe Flash with extra stuff and then you hit the penguin and all this blood would go <laughs> all along the ground with it. <laughs> oh, and, nice. And some would make it a bit easier so when you hit it, it would go like 10 times as far, but you didn't tell your friends that you had this different version so they're like how did you get it to go that far i can, I can only get like 600 meters you've got like six thousand meters mm. like, oh i'm just really good that's all they're like oh you've got a different version you cheat <laughs> i remember there was some competition although well, this is getting off the flash story i guess but there was some competition i forget what it was it might have been a beer comp beer ad or something competition where it was on the computer and you had to 
get as many things into a box or something as you as you yep. could. It was you had to go. You had to move really really fast, and um, and you and I I went as fast as I possibly could. And I went now. I've just gone. I've done that really fast. I've got so many, but the top person had got so many more. And I'm thinking, oh, how does this person, you know, go so far? I think you had to catch. Yeah, you might have had to catch something. But then I realised that what the what the other people this is a while ago before tablets and everything but they, they obviously had a touch screen and it was so much easier just to touch you know and point and catch rather yeah. move the mouse and wait and you know go like that but yeah so um yeah but all these things you know what did I, you punch the monkey though punch the monkey that was a flash a flash advertisement punch the monkey it used to come up all the time no I, I remember there wasn't there some art, the old arcade games redone in flash. They were yep, kicking yep. around somewhere, uh, but I don't know where. But look, there, there's not. Uh, look, I, I was just thinking, you know, um, there's not, there wasn't too many uh, Aussie stories this week. Not too many tech stories from Australia. Nothing there was happening. Yeah, not much is happening. There's a, like there's obviously stories, of course, but they're all boring. <laughs> so, yeah. so I just don't bother about them. You know, like this company bought this company, or or, or MBN again. You know, and who cares? But uh, but look, so we'll move on to. Uh, like Mac, hey, eh? yep. we love Mac. Now yeah. there's a there's a malware going around called the Fruit Fly, aptly named, I, I reckon, because of the Apple Macs. Now the recently uncovered malware is a variant of the Fruit Fruit Fly malware that was discovered in January. It's troubling because it has the potential for spying on Mac users. So that's nasty stuff. And if you had to watch Neighbours this week, you would have known all about Macs spying on users. Just a few hundred Macs have reportedly become infected, but researchers say the malware could be used for such surveillance activities as taking webcam photos and capturing keystrokes. And I guess that that's the problem when you've got a webcam in your laptop. You don't really know if it's on or not, do you? No, that's why even... Mark Zuckerberg, you have a look at photos of him with his laptop and he's got something taped across the uh, camera because yeah. even he can't trust it. So do you think it's do you think it's really a, a thing to worry about that someone would... I suppose he's high profile, but... Yeah, if you're high, high profile, sure. If you're female, definitely. Right, right. If you're me or you, who's going to want to spy on us? I mean... Well, you know... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm not page three material, son. <laughs> no, the um the fruit fly malware appears to use some outdated code, but from from a time before Apple's introduction of OS X, the malware is very strange because it seems to have been around. It's been around, but it hasn't been doing much. So it's clearly a proof of concept that somebody had put out into the wild, perhaps in a limited form, or perhaps to see how it would spread. Uh, said a said Michael O. Uh, oh yeah, oh uh, from Apple, an Apple partner. He's the CTO of TSP LLC. Don't you, don't you love the little acronyms or abbreviations or whatever they TLAs. want? TLAs. What's that? The three-letter acronym. They're the ones. <laughs> Which is also a TLA. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, I guess yeah. Put your little your camera, your little bit of. Uh, paper over the camera i suppose like zuckerberg you i would have thought well if i was going to do it i'd probably get a bit of maybe electrical tape it's black probably looks a bit yep. better than a bit of paper and sticky tape yeah <laughs> but, uh, but even you know a lot like, of people use post-it note oh yeah but what about what would I, what would you do with audio because obviously if you can turn the camera on you probably turn the microphone on too moan very quietly while entertaining well yes yes do you moan when you entertain 
<laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, what else have we got going here? Oh, now Kaspersky. They're offering a free antivirus. <laughs> I know. How's that going? That's that's the one that's not allowed in America anymore, isn't it? It's something like that. Yeah, they uh, it had uh, links. Apparently, the US thought it might have had links to the the Russian government, and we all know how paranoid that they're going over there about Russians. Uh, Kaspersky is rolling out a free version of the antivirus software. It has uh, it was immediately available in the US, Canada, and several Asia Pacific countries, including Australia. Uh, would launch in other regions soon. So yes, if you just Google it, there'll be a link in. Oh, they might not. I might not have put the link in the show notes. But anyway, Google Kaspersky Australia free, and you'll get it because that's what I did. So it is around. Uh, Kaspersky said the free version was not intended to replace the paid version of its antivirus, describing it as offering the bare essentials, such as email and web antivirus protection and automatic updates. But the free software would benefit all of Kaspersky's Labs customers by improving machine learning across its products. So that's probably why that's they've decided to do a free version. One of the reasons, anyway. Yeah, uh, get distributed Intel. Yes, yes. I think like another reason why these companies give it away is probably you know like if you're going to use say AVG or Avast or whatever at home and you might have the the free software on because you don't want to pay for it but then when yep. you get to work you go well what antivirus I'm going to put at work I'll probably pay for it and that's and you'll probably go yeah, I've got Avast at home I'll put Avast on it at work yep. so I'd say that that's what uh, is happening there yeah Kaspersky decided to give it away give it away give it away now that's right and uh yeah and also the the uh the the data collection from all around the from all around the show that they that they'll be getting off the free versions but uh you'll be able to detect the text in places you never would have had uh, information from yes yeah that's right so uh, what what antivirus are you running now jason of us yes yes i've i've turned over to Bitdefender. Ah. Do you like Bitdefender? Um, I think really... I may have used it once, like 10 years ago or something, but mm. um, I went to AVG for quite a while. Now I'm on Avast and quite happy with that one. Yes, I, I've moved through. I was on AVG, actually. I had the, the little computer here I use as a server. I had a AVG on it, and, uh, yeah, I just got sick of it. It just kept popping up and annoying me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got rid of it. I uh, put... The Bit Defender on, nice, it's clean, it's easy. Uh, yep. When if people ask me if I'm out and about fixing their PC, I'll probably put a Vast on. It's pretty quiet. Uh, but this Bit Defender is not too bad either. So I'll have a look at that. I might have a look at Kaspersky because it's got a, I don't know. I think it's got a fairly good name. I think they're all the same pretty much. You yep. know, like yep. what what one you know one might not pick up something this week. You'll get it the next week, but the one that picked it up this week won't get something else that week yeah. and I'll pick it up the next week vice versa so yeah. they're all pretty much the same you you can't really go wrong exactly yeah uh oh I had a shot look I went to a lot of trouble to do this graphic so I'm going to put it up there you go Kaspersky free just so to show you that I was not making it up uh and that is on the video for those on the audio just have to imagine it <laughs> uh now where are we going to go to here Oh, XP. Okay, like. Oh, yeah, okay. Have a go. Yeah. Before there was fake news and before there was anyone around to debunk it on the internet, there was Snopes.com, the fact-checking site started by started busting myths, blasting urban legends, and generally calling out bull in 1994. 
well before many people even got near a web browser. But here's an apparently true fact about Snopes itself. The pioneering site says it may not last much longer. In a note posted on the site this week, Snopes, which has debunked stories about everything from Bigfoot to Miranda Cosgrove to US President Donald Trump, said it was in danger of closing its doors as a result of a legal dispute with an outside vendor. Snopes is asking its readers for contributions as the dispute drags on. Originally hoping to raise 500,000 in donations, the site's had more than 582,000 in pledges at this time. Snoop alleges that Proper Media, a web services provider, is withholding advertising revenue and starving it financially. Our legal team is fighting hard for us, but having been cut off from all revenue, we're facing the prospect of having no financial means to continue operating the site. Yeah, it's very sad. I always point so many people to Snoop's all the time. Yeah, well, I've just got you can't see, but I'm just showing you. I just got it up on the on the screen now. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just picked a story at random. Uh, what was it? So, investigation sees smashed hard drives from Republican Wasserman Schultz home? Question mm. mark. Uh, the claim is FBI agents raided Rep. Debbie Wasserman Schultz home and sees smashed computers and hard drives. Rating false. There <sighs> you go. There you go. There you go. So false, false, false. Oh, my God, a YouTube video, featured video. Russian pranksters trick Rick Perry into phone call with Ukrainian... Oh, geez, it's all going on with Russia, isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think what happened was it was... Start, Snopes was started by a husband and wife team. They had owned 50% of it each, and then um, they got in advertisers who took uh, part of the share of revenue, and then the wife decided she'd have enough with the business, so she sold her shares to the advertisers and then they've taken control of things and the guy who started with his wife is left with the minority shares so he's running out of uh, the ability to do stuff yeah well i wonder if uh, there's a little donate button right at the top i wonder if it tells you how much they're up to Did, uh uh oh yes yes yep. so they're after five hundred thousand. yep and they've already got six hundred thirty-seven thousand. nice yeah raised by 22,000 or nearly 23,000 people in two days. Wow. How much is that each? Say on, on, on a... Uh, well done, everybody who donated. Well, yes. Let me go 20... You're all legendary. 536 divided by 22,925. So that'd make an average donation of about $27. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, look, people, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't give that much. Give <laughs> <laughs> like, five bucks. Oh, yeah, here's a guy giving a hundred. Someone else, Robin Wallana, 715. You know, $20, 25, 50, 20, 50, 20, 10, 5. They've got a lot more money to share than we have. Yeah, well, I think what's the, the other one that asks for donations every year is that archive.org. And Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, Wikipedia too, yep. I don't mind giving to uh, archive.org. I give them yeah. 20 bucks every year. Oh, that's it's good. not much, but uh, but that's where the podcasts are stored. So it's the That's cheap... because you're a nice boy. Well, you know, I, I think I just, if that left, if that left the building, if archive.org died, well, yeah, I'd have to pay a bit more for the hosting of the actual audio. Just so. a bit. Yeah. yeah, just a bit. So um, I'm happy to, yeah, chip in 20 bucks uh, each year. I think around Christmas that comes. That comes around. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, have you got another one? Sure. 
A U.S. jury has indicted a Russian man as the operator of digital currency exchange he allegedly used to launder more than four billion U.S. dollars for people involved in crimes ranging from computer hacking to drug trafficking. Alexander Vinnik was arrested in a small beachside village in northern Greece on Tuesday, according to local authorities, following an investigation led by the U.S. Justice Department, along with several other federal agencies and task forces. U.S. officials described Vinnick in Justice Department statement as the operator of BTC-E, an exchange used to trade the digital currency Bitcoin since 2011. They allege Vinnick and his firm received more than $4 billion in Bitcoin and did substantial business in the United States without following appropriate protocols to protect against money laundering and other crimes. U.S. authorities also linked him to the failure of MT Gox, a Japan-based Bitcoin exchange that collapsed in 2014 after being hacked. Mm-hmm. Vinnick obtained funds from the hacker MT Gox and laundered them through BTC-E and Trade Hill, another San Francisco-based exchange he owned, they said in a statement. It was not possible to reach Vinnick for comment. Just as new computer technologies continue to change the way we engage in engage each other and experience the world, so too will criminals subvert these new technologies to serve their own nefarious purposes, says the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of California, where Vinnick was indicted. Greek police describe Vinnick as an internationally sought mastermind of a crime organization. His arrest is in the, the latest in the series of U.S. operations against Russian cyber criminals in Europe. Last week, U.S. Justice Department moved to shut down dark web marketplace Alpha Bay. The prosecutions also coincide with intensified scrutiny of Russian hackers after U.S. intelligence officials determined that Russia interfered in the 2016 U.S. presidential election (laughs) using cyber warfare methods to help Donald Trump, something Moscow denies. Oh, yes, they deny it. comrade. (laughs) Never, not a name. Oh, it's German. Now, um, what was I going to ask you? I I never had sex with that guy. I mean... (laughs) I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you a question about. Oh, that's right. Your Ethereum. I saw that yep. there was some guy. They hacked into it or something. Uh, and and, and uh, yeah, one of the exchanges, I think. Yeah. Does that affect you in any way? No. You don't know. No, what, it, would, it would affect the probably affect the value the va- yes. of other Ethereum to a small extent, but it wouldn't affect mine unless the particular exchange that I use um, was affected by it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, now, look, I've got a story here. Look, XP has raised its head again, although it was tried to have been killed off, like dead, buried, and cremated in 2014. It's still out there. It is still out there. I think we did a story on this just not too long ago, but it, that's that's here again. Uh, the Federal Defense Department recently handed over another $2.8 million to Microsoft to keep its instances of Windows XP supported for a further two years to June 2018. So alongside continuing XP support, Defence also recently spent $2.6 million for another year of custom support for SQL Server 2005. Uh, and also in the country, we have Victorian Shared Services Agency Sen- I- Senitex. Is that it? Don't know. It must be. Uh, C-E-N-I-T-E-X. Recently forked out $2.5 million to extend custom support for Server 2003 for another year. Uh, so uh, you just can't believe that they're still 
operating and why they haven't upgraded. I obviously because of the cost to upgrade. Okay. I, I, oh, they can't be bothered. Yeah, well, they can't be bothered. But do you think really that say they've given say for Windows XP support, it's what one point four million dollars a year to Microsoft. Uh, do you think that that would be would would Microsoft? How many people would they have working on XP still? Like, would would it cover their wages? Is it more than cover their wages? Is Microsoft taking the piss, or or what are they doing? They just really sick of XP. They'll just charge anything just to get rid of people. Probably, I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sensible thing to do. Yeah, you, you see all these. There's um, but you know, you go, you walk through the Microsoft corridors, and you go down steps, and you keep going down, and XP this way, you know, little signs, yeah. <laughs> and they're right at the end Repeat of the texture and crayon and stuff. Yeah, and at the end of the end of a dark, lonely corridor, there's this little guy on a school desk in a in a in a toilet. A lot toilet. Beware of the leopard written on the door. And he's just in there tapping away at his XP. XP's the best. XP's the best. Yeah. Well, if they could, if they could, they would just disable all XP, mm. which they, which would be a possibility. But the problem is, it's like running on a lot of like medical devices and things like this. The people just not going to update, upgrade. They can't afford it. Government's not going to give them money to hmm. make their um, machine work on any other operating systems. So it's like, well, we just have to stick with this and do what we can. Yeah, I know. If I, I, I don't see too many XP machines myself out there in the wild, but I have come across a couple. And uh, depending on what people want done with them, I just go, that's just too old. You just just, shake your head. Yeah, I just go, oh. Uh, son. You've got to upgrade, you know. Take bite she's gone. Bullet. Yeah, <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. Have a wake. Say goodbye to XP. Yep. <laughs> what did XP stand for? Do you reckon? Experience. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what, what Microsoft said. Yeah, back in the back in the day of when Balmer was still. Uh, I wanted to. Did I tell you I wanted to get a uh, a soundboard of Steve Balmer quotes or sayings. Oh, okay. And uh, I want to do like things like, you know, when, when there's a silly story or something, well, I'll play a Steve Balmer's soundbite. That's developers, what developers, developers. Yeah, that's the one. Or, you know, when he's... The iPhone is just a dream. No one's going to buy that stupid thing. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. Stuff like that would be so funny. I don't know where I'll, I'll, I don't know where I'm going to get the soundbites from, but I'll, I'll have a look around, see how we go. They'll be out there. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more... Jace, in your little stash. Apple has been ordered oh, yes. to feed a recognized patent troll hundreds of millions of dollars oh. for infringing on a patent that has to do with technology built into its A-series mobile processors. Initially, Apple was on the hook for $234 million owed to the University of Wisconsin-Madison Alumni Research Foundation after it won a patent dispute against the Cupertino giant. However, a judge this week more than double the fine by tacking an additional $272 million on. U.S. District Judge William Conley in Madison ruled that Apple owed additional damages plus interest because it continued to infringe on the patent all the way up until it expired in 2016. WARF is reportedly a non-practicing entity that exists only currently by defending the patents in litigation. A lawsuit filed in 2014 involves U.S. patents number 5,871,752, which describes the use of a predictor circuit that can help processes run more efficiently. WARF claimed technology was used in Apple's A7, A8 and A8X processes that power the iPhone 5S, 
iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, and various iterations of the iPad. Apple is not commenting on the matter, though it's been reported Apple plans to fight the appeal and appeal the ruling. Well, I'm sure they would want to try and appeal that ruling. It's a lot of, yes. That's a lot of... Uh... A lot of uh, coin, a lot of money. Oh, this is a quick but very sad one. For a select group of individuals, Google has enabled autoplay videos in search. Really, Google? Jeez. Oh, really? Oh, Somebody needs a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I was just on the. I was just showing everyone when you were talking. I think the story before about the the Rusky, and uh, it, it was on the news.com, So I was showing the web page up there. And uh, yeah, they're, they're all autoplay videos. Yeah, you know, it's just they think they think they can say to advertisers, "Look, this many people watched the video because it played for them." It's like yeah. how many people stopped it immediately that it started playing, yes. or closed that page, or started screaming at their computer. Yeah, so is it going to get to a stage where we're just going to have the mute on all the time? You know, or... well, I think the new Safari is supposed to disable that by default. Oh, okay, yeah, that that'd be handy. Because I know when that when that uh, video auto played just before, I yep. just muted the tab straight yeah. away. At least they they now highlight with a little speaker on the top of the tab to tell you which one is mm. you, annoying you the most. Do you go like when you you know I don't know about you, but sometimes you have I don't know, you might have you could have fifteen tabs open, you know, or across Firefox, Chrome and whatever. And yeah. you hear and you hear this rogue video playing and you yeah. just go, Where the hell is that coming from? You're looking at all Which the tabs. Bastard yeah. done that. <laughs> That's right. I you, hate and you're looking at all the tabs going, Where's the little where's the little speaker? Where's the speaker? <laughs> and sometimes you can find it and sometimes you can't. Especially when you when you're doing a podcast and you're like, I'll just look something up so that I can say to Glenn because it'll be really relevant to this. What the hell is yeah. that? Shut up! <laughs> That's right. And Luckily, I'm not sending the audio from my computer to him because it would be driving people crazy. But sometimes I'm even just, I open up a few tabs ready for and I'm sitting here and I'm like, wonder why Glenn is playing that music from his computer. It's very annoying. Mm. Oh, it's my computer that's <laughs> playing that. <sighs> yeah, these are, no, I don't know why they want to do that because isn't that uh, websites, website design 101 is don't have auto play audio or, play or, or yeah, well, fl flashing know, text what? when when netscape came out auto playing wav files and everyone oh, used to hate that jeez and even those the some of them you couldn't find the control because it doesn't have it on the thing up there and then suddenly yes yeah, so let's do it to video and everything as well mm. use up people's bandwidth because there's a lot of people who still got very limited data quota on their wireless networking or even cheap NBN or whatever they've got. Yeah. And it's, it's like that all of that just uses it up. It, well, it sure does. That's right. It's just annoying and it's wasting your money, isn't it? Yep. Uh, look, there's it's something interesting if you're into this space and NASA and all this sort of stuff. Uh, the International Space Station has been added to the Google Maps. Uh, you can go, look, I'll, I'll try and get this up. Uh, there's links in the show notes. So while this is coming up, you can see the show notes at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. And on the pod, on the uh, website, uh, you can subscribe to our notification list or something. <laughs> Once you subscribe, when there's a when the show notes are posted, you know you get a little message at down the bottom of your screen going, "Oh, show notes are posted," and you when the audio is posted, you get a little message down on the bottom going, "Oh, audio is posted." 
and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, so the international... Lucky they don't have smell-o-vision yet, isn't it, Glenn? Uh, very lucky, yes, especially after after teas. Curry. Oh, Vindaloo. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, the Node 3 Tranquility provides life support for the International Space Station. Part of Tranquility is S's... Why are these hard words? Part of Tranquility is ESA's... Capola observation module, a seven-window dome-shaped structure from where the space station's robotic arm, Canadarm2, is operated, as it offers a panoramic view of spacecraft and Earth. So launched on Space Shuttle Flight STS-130 in February 2010, Node 3 was attached to the port side of Node 1 Unity. Now, the Google Space Station, the, the Google Maps or Street View or wherever, wherever it is, is right here. Now, if I can get this up on the screen, uh, I know you can't see, Jace, but I'll, just believe me. Yeah. Uh, and, you, yeah, you can uh, turn around, you know, and go through doors. There's a little arrow to go through that little door there. And it's, it's quite good. It's just like, say, like Street View, but you're on the Space Station. Yeah. And they've got a picture of a laptop and they've got a little play button over the top. So I guess if I push play, I guess that's going to do something. And it looks like it is. It's going to play a video. How good's that? There you go. Cool. Um, now I'll pause that, get back to the... Oh, it's a video of a, space, a lady astronaut. Now, let's start, how do I close that? There we go. But isn't that... Oh, you can even drag it around. You don't have to use the arrows. Drag it with the mouse. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so go and have a look at that. Uh, what else what can I tell you about it? It's, uh, where where am I? What else can I tell you about it? Uh, astronauts help capture 360-degree panoramas on the inside of the ISS modules, as well as views down to Earth below. Some of the photography features pop-up text descriptions, marking the first time such annotations have appeared in the MAPS platform. So, yeah, look, things are starting to get added. I think the Great Barrier Reef, I think, was also added to the Google Maps. I think there's a few other, you know. Well, that'd be easy one. You just have a white page. It's bleached. This used to be our lovely, <laughs> colourful uh, Barrier Reef, but now it's all white. Don't worry, it's all white. It'll be back. It'll come back. Give 50 it. million years, you'll just rewatch. Give or take. Give or take. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So, as I said before, not much really going on this week. Did you have any more, Jace? Were we... Well, the UK is oh, joining yes. the list of countries which are making a commitment towards diesel and petrol-free vehicles. Other countries might be more progressive with such a bend. Example, the Netherlands by 2025. Ooh. But at least it's a step in the right direction. However, if new bands are put forward at such a high rate as now, in 2040, the UK may be the only Western country where petrol-fueled cars are still on the road. Tesla, at least, will be happy about this ban, especially now with their Model 3, but these bands will inspire other car makers as well to invest more in EV. Maybe not such a bad idea after all. Oil will won't dry one day, but the sun will always shine. Well, yes. More, no, not every day. One day the sun will blow up. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the oil will run out before Mark the sun blows up. <laughs> yeah, they're not making any more new oils these days. No, it would be hard to imagine a world without cars, wouldn't it? Or, or petrol, you know, cars. Yeah, you yeah. would hope that you'd still be able to get a bit of petrol. Just to, you know, I'll just all, wait till they're all autonomous uh, electric cars. Yeah, well, what about what's going to happen to all the V8s and everything? You know, and 
drag racing and all this sort of stuff and the, the sound Rust of the cars. Oh. Someone's going to have to create a conversion kit that you can install in your current car of some sort, mm. right? That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be you good. You need some mega awesome batteries because, <laughs> like, with the Tesla, the whole floor and all along in the back and everything is just all batteries. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you can take out of your V8 to take out your subbies. Then how are you going to listen to your music, right? Yeah, you could take out... Take out the O2. <laughs> take out the back seat. Yeah. Stuck, stick something in there. Yeah, I don't know. But well, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? It'd be funny with a world without cars, or petrol yeah. cars anyway. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you just can't... Oh, you can't imagine it. But anyway, oh, well, that's where it's all going, isn't it? Yep. Um, well, I think that might might do us, Jace. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, there wasn't too much going on this week, and uh, and... Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> Pretty quiet one, but yeah, exciting. I know. Yeah, but uh, but we thought we still. It's better to have some of us than none of us. Yeah, well, that's right. It's best to know what's going. The important stuff we've covered anyway, and yep. the most important was you know that paint hasn't died. It is just another download. Uh, it's now what? What's that other one that I used to download all the time? Was that uh, Windows Live Essentials? That's died. I don't think you can download yep. that anymore. Uh, I loved um, Paint Shop Pro. Before that was oh, purchased, Paint Shop. That was an Apple. By Corel. Yeah, I remember Paint Shop on the Apple too. Yeah, I think but I... um, Paint.net is really brilliant. It's like um, MS Paint, but it's got um, plugins and stuff to do cool special effects and things. It's all free. Uh, you can donate if you really like it. The authors would really love that. But um, yeah, download it. It's free. You can do all of your screen capturing, circling things, and mm. uh, photo editing, whatever you like. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, what else have I got to tell you before we go? Uh, probably not much. I think I've done everything. Uh, yeah, I've done the... Oh, you can get us on the Twitter. I say, yeah, twitter.com forward slash Aussie Tech Ads. Email us, uh, Glenn or Warlock, W-A-U-L-O-K, at AussieTechEds.com.au. Uh, and, yeah, hear us on the Aussie Tech Radio. New shows added every Friday. So every second Friday seems to be a bit of the... Uh, seems to be a bump a week because I think there's a few shows that do fortnightly episodes. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah so, that every, so this week, the one coming is a bit of a bumper. Uh, the Aussie Tech Security, yes, that's had latest episodes out. That's back on with Series 3, as we like to call it, <laughs> because we had a little bit of a, a, bit of a break because, uh, you know, we all were busy so yeah. we're back with series three and yeah good stuff all right jace well you get well will do and i uh, hope you're sounding a lot better and feeling a lot better next week uh, me too when we, when we see you all right and you have a good week as well all right thank you and hope everyone out there does as well so until next week it's, uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.